So what start what led you into making making beats and into music? I started as a DJ. Uh, it's a funny story about like to kick a pre-story. Like where I'm from upstate, um, I'm like I was 13. There was no DJs up there, so I fucking bought two Radio Shack turntables and trying to figure out how to DJ. So fucking the only person I knew DJ was I would tape the Def Comedy Jam Kick Capri, you know the first ones, and I would fucking rewind them, and there'd be the segment where they show him scratching, and I would try to figure it out. And it's crazy that I ended up getting with him and signing with him later. That and then crazy. even crazier was me and him did all the music for the Def Comedy Jam 0708. Season. Really? So, yeah, it was like some weird fucking like full circle. So DJing, mm-hmm. what what led you to DJing? What before you got to that? What was your DJ name? Everybody has a good oh, man. first DJ name. Funny name. Daddy Wicks. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, Daddy Wicks. Hell yeah. <laughs> I don't even want to know why you picked that name. Well, everybody called me Wicks. Okay. Yeah, that was like my, my childhood nickname. Daddy Wicks. Yeah. On the ones and two. Um, you know what I'm saying? That's cool, that's cool. So, how did you um, get into beat making? Like, was it like, did you grab like a new PC or like. Oh, uh, yeah. I actually started with, I, I bought this like, uh, what it was called it was like a rolling sampler first and then when i was 17 i ended up fucking just saying fuck it and i copped a mpc it's my first thing and then i got a keyboard and then i used to just mainly sample in the beginning because i didn't know how to play music and stuff like that so i ended up teaching myself later and i could play now and everything you know multiple instruments stuff like that but it was uh yeah it was experience and like i said right like my first year of college i ended up fucking getting Right out of high school, I ended up hooking up with some Def Jam people, sold a beat to LL, and I ended up meet, meeting my manager now, it was Tiki. He was signed to Def Jam, and uh, it was just crazy. I ended up doing two joints with LL, got robbed, A&R took my money. I was young, dumb, stupid, like just happy to be in the building. You know? That's always the case. <laughs> was LL the first beat you sold? Official. Official yeah, yeah, beat? Yeah, yeah. Oh, and then uh, it, it was a funny story, man. I don't care, you know, it's been so long, but it was like, he oh, one, one of the songs, it was two songs. One, he put Cisco on the hook, and it was when he was Dong Song and all that shit with mm-hmm. Popman. And the other nice. one, he put 112 on the hook. And then it was supposed to be on the Rush Hour 2 soundtrack, both of them. And A&R was like, kind of boxed me in the corner. It was like, either you're going to sign to me or the songs ain't going to come out. And I was like, Man, nervous, man. So I went upstate and I, I got like a family lawyer. I was like, You think I do? This? He was like, Nah. And I was like, Nah, I'm not signing. And he pulled the records off and shit. So, so like go, being like coming to the business, like you're brand new, like you said, just happy to be there. Mm-hmm. But then you start getting into the reality of the business. Yeah. Um, like when did you start taking it like seriously? Like, okay, I'm happy to be here, but it's time to. Get my um, lawyers, get my publishing, like when shortly after open. that, to be honest with you, I, me and I was working with another producer from upstate at the time, and we came down, we found this battle rapper down here named Shells, and we ended up doing all his demo music, and it was kind of, that's when I got the, I ended up getting with a lawyer, and she's been with me since, uh, but she kind of introduced me, like, it was actually, pardon me, it was right after Shells, because Shells got signed to J Records, I got jerked again, so right after that, one of my mutual friends was like, I know this young lawyer, she's gonna, you know, look after you. And I hooked up with her, and ever since then, I've been cool. Okay. Yeah. So for producers that's coming up now, because, you know, now there's a lot of producers coming in the game, and that's like, bottom level, mid level, how important would you stress, like, no matter what level you're on, you should get your things in order, like paperwork and stuff like it's that? the most important thing, to be honest with you, especially at this this time in the, in the music industry, because it's so, like, people are so thirsty 
for money because the money kind of you know mm. dried up a little bit for producers and writers and stuff like that. So everybody's just sharks, you know. Meaning, there's people now that are like not even writers and producers that are like they're the middleman to the A and R. Okay. And when you bring it to them, they're even trying to get a piece of the publishing and writing and all kinds of crazy. Sh it's that's like, what makes that takes the fun out out of the piece. Yeah. And if you ever see a song that has like twelve writers on it, there's probably only like four or five, and everybody else is just people that are attached to somebody or something. And it's like they get a piece of the pub. It's just crazy. So comparing the game back then to right now, do you think it's um, easier for producers, or do you think it's like in like fifty fifty? Um, it's definitely easier. Because, I mean, anybody can put the, you know, shit on SoundCloud, YouTube, you know, there's a million fucking... But what? I, no, no, go ahead, finish. I was just saying, there's like, and it kind of like, the quality control kind of lost, though. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, I was about to ask that. I said, I said, I, I tweeted something one day, and I was just like, uh, you know, imagine how good the quality of music would be if it cost $500 to post on SoundCloud, or $500 to put your video on YouTube, because everybody would be like, well, maybe I won't put that. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Twice they would it. like, you know, they would get it done right and really do it and be like, all right, I'm really going to put this out. You know what I mean? Like, and I 